And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Tammen on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network, underwritten by Impress Technology Solutions and Dell EMC. Hello, and thanks for joining us on this Monday, April 22nd, 2019, six minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Lauren Larson and Eric White, our digital editors, Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, for the Census Bureau, there's anonymous and there's really, really anonymous data. Plus, data centers are like cockroaches. Once established, they're not easy to get rid of. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, the Air Force is changing the way it approaches future technologies. It's all in its science and technology strategy published last week. It takes the Air Force into 2030 technology-wise. Federal News Network Scott Massioni joins me to explain what's in the document and what the Air Force hopes for its future. Scott, let's start with why the Air Force put out this strategy now. Right. Well, I think if you, you remember, there's the national defense strategy that Secretary uh, Mattis put out, former Defense Secretary Mattis. And uh, that sort of realigns the Defense Department in the sense that it needs to look ahead toward near peer competitors like China and Russia. This is something that former Defense Secretary before Mattis, Ash Carter, was already trying to do, uh, looking into innovation, looking into companies in Silicon Valley and making the Defense Department change the way that it it, it approaches technology and acquisition itself. So what they did was about a year and a half ago, they announced that they were going to do a uh, science and technology review. That's a $2.8 billion portfolio that they have. And they were going to look through everything. This finally came out this uh, this last week. And it uh, has some pretty big uh, things that are happening uh, within this, this strategy. And where does it focus in particular? Because technology is a pretty broad word. Right. Well, it, it actually focuses on a lot more than you would think. Uh, so one, one of the big things that they're doing is they're creating a chief technology officer. Now, this is completely different from the chief technology officer within the CIO. Uh, that's a smaller role. This role will be headquarters uh, position, like sort of like a general officer, but it'll be an SES member. And that person will be the focal point, the fulcrum for all of the science and technology that will be going on. And what they've been charged with doing is looking into these vanguard technologies. The The Air Force is going to invest at least 20% of their S&T funding into vanguard technologies. Now, what are those? Uh, that's that's the good question, right? They, they didn't exactly explicitly say what those vanguard technologies are, but they gave these sort of... Um, concepts that they want to keep developing. So one of those is global persistent awareness. And you can when you see that that's drones. Look, right. Yeah, looking at at uh, the enemy, but the thing is is that they they put out these concepts because they don't want to uh pigeonhole companies or or technologies or people because global persistent awareness could mean, you know, some new next level of J stars or something like that as well. So not necessarily drones. Well, it could be a lot of technologies combined, drones, space assets, and who knows, people on the ground for that matter. Right. Swarming technologies, you know, everything you can think of. So that's that's one of them. Another one uh, is um, complex ability, unpredictability, and mass, right? So that's just a, a very broad, almost amorphous subject. But what they're asking for is overwhelming adversaries through collaborative and autonomous networks, like I said, swarming, like the, those types of things, swarming drones. But that could also mean, you know, some laser up in the sky, you know, something superhero Lex Luthery. So uh, there, there's many different ways that they're trying to approach this. And um, it, it seems like they're trying to 
to put a uh, at least some ideas out there for for new scientists. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. And how will this new office work? Is it primarily a grant-making operation, or will it conduct research on its own? So it's going to be conducting research on its own. This is basically putting uh, focus where the Air Force is is putting their money, that $2.8 billion that I was telling you about. So that could go into private industry, and it's part of the CTO's job to reach out to academia, to industry, to actually be out there with the companies. And the Air Force in the past, in the 60s during the Cold War, had a position like this. They had this sort of chief scientist, and that chief scientist would basically do what they're doing now. Now, not to be confused again, they also have a chief scientist now who is in residence, but that's more of a consultation role. This role is actually moving people and money around. Uh, Secretary Wilson, uh, the Air Force Secretary, when this came out, she said the whole point of this strategy is to, and and she's being very timely with the hockey playoffs going on, is to go, go where the goalie isn't. So too many times people are asking, what are you doing about hypersonics? What are you doing about drones, right? Well, that's where the adversary already is. She wants to go where the where the adversary isn't, where they haven't even thought to go and where they can't go yet. And that's the whole point of this strategy is to get new ideas that are going to be disruptors. And will this new office, the Science and Technology Unit, have its own personnel? Yes. So, well, to a degree. <laughs> what they're trying to do is cultivate more scientists within the Air Force. And what they're doing with that is pretty exciting, actually. And and if, if you're aware of JAG officers and, and medical officers, they have certain criteria for promotions. The Air Force is trying to change the way that they promote their officers so that they don't feel, um, once once again, pigeonholed in the ways that they have to perform to move up in the ranks. So they're going to be creating seven different categories. Each of these categories will have different criteria for promotions. So now when an officer who's interested in science goes to their commander and says, I really want to get my PhD in, let's say, electrical engineering, well, they can do that and not feel like they're going to be punished because they didn't go to, you know, some training school or some flight universe, air university, something like that. Yeah, I guess the pilot in the seat pushing a high-performance plane is increasingly a smaller part of the Air Force's vision of its future. Not that those will disappear, but the world is moving on from that model, which has its roots in World War One. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and just like that maintainer, you know, that may have an electrical background while someone else may have an AI background. And and you want to make sure that you cultivate that AI person, especially since that's such a big focus. The Air Force does have a pretty long history of scientific research. The Rome Research Facility in Rome, New York, that's all still going on, isn't it? Yeah, everything's still going on. I think they're, they're just trying to find a better focus for things, and they're trying to make certain concepts for scientists to look into so that they can figure out where they're going in the future or you know, try to, try to find something that'll be more potent. And this office is stood up and it's going to operate and there's no need for Congress to put it in the next NDAA? Uh, as far as, yes, pretty much. Uh, this is, you know, within the Air Force at this point. Now, it's going to take a while before they get this chief technology officer. So they're going to have what they call highly qualified experts sort of looking into things and making sure that uh, how, designing basically how they, they do this. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is within that personnel, they're also setting up 
a uh, PhD management office, and that's going to find people within the Air Force and the Air Force Reserve that have PhDs, and they're going to treat them more carefully and give them the same care that they give to general officers, so that you know they they can keep these people in in the Air Force and they don't go off to to private industry. So a little extra care for those people, and that is revolutionary. And while we have you, you have also reported in the past week that the Air Force is looking for five billion dollars to fix bases that were ravaged by hurricanes. What do you think the handicap chances of that are? Well, it's pretty rough right now. I mean, the the issue is is that it's tied up with the border wall, and that's the emergency funding that they have right now. That's the way the Defense Department has it sort of meted out. Uh, the Air Force is asking for this $5 billion for Offutt Air Force Base, which was ravaged by flooding, like you said, and then Tyndall, which was hit by Hurricane Michael. That would be over two years. And then, once again, don't forget, there's still Camp Lejeune with the Marines. They just got $400 million in reprogramming, but they still need $3.6 billion in total to actually fix the more than 100 buildings that were damaged in the, in Hurricane Florence. Yeah, DOD, the numbers are big. Federal News Network, Scott Mossioni, thanks so much. Thank you. Be sure to check out his coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come on Federal News Radio, for the Census Bureau, there's anonymous, and then there's really, really anonymous data. But first, data centers are like cockroaches. Once established, they're not easy to get rid of. It's the Federal Drive with Tom Temin, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at pluralsight.com vision.